0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of hope. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the show in which we do our best to let you all know what your soul already knows that we are eternal beings part of a reality so much greater than this physical world we are multi-sensory beings and when we can take our reliance off of our physical senses shift our focus and focus on the senses that don't need a body we can know things beyond what normal humans know (laughs) Does that make me an abnormal human? I'm not sure about that. But I'm coming to you today from Kerrville, Texas. As many of you know, Ty and I are in the midst of our tour around the country sharing the messages of hope. And last night I gave a presentation to such an enthusiastic crowd here at Unity of the Hill Country. And this weekend teaching my Serving Spirit Level 2 class in Kerrville. So we just love this life. Touching souls and connecting with people loving people all over the place. So today I have the most beautiful guest. Her name is Judith Hancock's and that's H-A-N-C-O-X. She is a licensed clinical social worker and holistic trauma recovery specialist. She's also a friend of mine. And the sister of my dear friend, Irene Buvalides, who many of you will recognize from my book still right here. So through Irene, I've had the pleasure and the joy of meeting Judy and breaking bread with her quite a few times. Judy, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, my pleasure. And you're coming to us from Vermont today, right?
1: Yes, I'm sitting here looking at beautiful Lake Champlain and the Adirondacks and the Mm -hmm. largest mountain in the Adirondacks, Mount Marcy, directly across from our property. So it's a very special, spiritual place that we enjoy.
0: Oh, beautiful. I can feel that right right through the phone line here. Mm -hmm. Well, I I put online that you were coming on to the show and we had some nice comments on my Facebook page. I know that a lot of... The people that listen to this show are dealing with the physical loss of a loved one. That's what we all want to know is how can we connect with our loved ones, but also how do we deal with the grief that comes from that? And I know that's your specialty. How did you get into this field?
1: Wow, I have to say I was guided uh, because I was a teacher originally, went to college to be an early childhood teacher, and then... Series of circumstances wove, I worked in the environment for ten years and then went back for my master's when I felt that wasn 't my calling, being a health inspector the rest of my life, and uh, went into social work and felt a real calling in social work because that 's what I did most of the time anyway <laughs> and um, After getting my master's, I was definitely guided by my teachers and guides in in the master's program to work with parents. I originally worked with parents and children uh, to prevent child abuse and founded a a group in Sussex County, New Jersey, for helping parents called Parents Anonymous. It's part of a nationwide group, but I started a chapter in Sussex County. And that just... um, kept leading me into working with parents and children, and eventually I was working in a special needs school with special needs children, and after five years of doing that and working part-time doing private practice, I I found people coming to me, and a friend of mine said, why don't you just continue to do that? And a little... in fear of you know stopping a job that had the insurance and the benefits and all that cushion, um, I took the leap and told them I was leaving. And she, she had said, "If you, if you do it, they will come," <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Mm. My practice grew, and it started. Um, uh, I, I have to say, I started with Gestalt therapy, which was very similar and resonated with yoga and uh, PS. Uh, my husband and I studied yoga in the 80s. In 1980s, I became a social worker in the 90s. But through living in a community, a spiritual community, and through meditation, a deep meditation practice for years, that's why I'm saying I was definitely guided into working with more and more people who had deeper and deeper needs. And that's I, I, I always bless yoga it means union with all spirituality and and all religions, not a religion, um, but most people think of yoga as just the exercises and asanas, but truly it is a, a unique life experience of dedicating yourself to God, the source, or whatever you conceive a higher power to be to guide you that you learn is within you, and opening up that region of the brain where you focus in the center of the brain that leads you into the heart where God resides and so being led and always wanting to be a renunciate and uh dedicate my life to service i just really said uh, guide me please i always said please guide me so that's how i got guided to social work and working with parents and people with uh, who had severe trauma and you know i've i've worked with a realm over over 25 years from um a range of traumas which you know, led me to the deepest human trauma which is the loss of a child. And as you know, my sister um we don't want to say loss, you know, Carly transitioned. She's very much alive but her yes. physical body we lost her physical body. And that was a tremendous um wake up call to walk the walk, you know. Practice is one thing. Yes. Studying is one thing. Meditating is one thing. Um, But when you have that experience, and you mentioned earlier being human, it's tough being human because every human being that I know, I would say the largest majority who lose their children this way physically and their children transition to the other side, um, that's the deepest trauma that could happen to anyone. I I believe having um, the experience with Carly, my niece and godchild, uh, it was just i say a wake up call because <laughs> immediately carly came through from the other side to to help me yeah. help my sister and i don't know how deeply you'd like me to speak about it but it was um it was one of the obviously the most horrific thing that ever happened to my sister. And I was afraid I was going to lose her because she was grieving. So I put myself, I think, in a dissociative place where I I stepped outside of my body just to help her and put aside my grieving for Carly and just at first really went into my spirit and went into she's fine she's okay how do you know well just imagine she's in australia or she's in the jungles or she's somewhere we can't communicate she doesn't have a phone yet you know and she doesn't have her cell phone and we're not gonna be able to talk to her for a while but she's there and around that time I, i stayed with my sister a week or two and i came home just to get changed and you know reorient myself and get myself together get some clothes and go back and during the time I came home the first night I was collapsing on the couch about midnight and I pulled out my cell phone and texted Carly and said I know you're here I know you're alive I know you're with us please help me help my sister help your mom I don't know what to do um, I'm just at a loss I don't know what to do to help her I can only, you know, words, there are no words, as everyone But knows. you
0: texted her. Let me get this yes, straight. So I, I remember this story, Harley. but I want everybody to make sure. That you texted your deceased niece. Yes. What? What, what caused you to, most people would pray aloud, what caused you to text her?
1: I really can't give a rational answer for that because one of the things i'm going to talk about is our right hemisphere and the hemisphere of our brain that is strictly emotion and there's no logic you know that if, if you've tried to reason it probably couldn't reason it there are no words to it but i was driven to just yeah. do something physical and the phone was there mm-hmm. i we would text you know back and forth sometimes anyway so i knew she was alive mm-hmm. and i was hoping to hear from her and so I wrote those words in the cell phone, please help me help your mom. I don't know what to do. Um, I- I'm worried about her, and I know you're okay. Help me. And I fell asleep. And I heard the phone go off probably half an hour later, and because I was asleep on the couch, I was in a daze and said, who the heck would be texting me at, You know, after midnight? Yeah. And I picked up the phone, and there it was in Google search. Now, I had texted her last, but Google search was on my phone, and in the search bar it said, heaven looks a lot like the mall. <laughs>
0: and I and said, Carly. I'm, I'm just covered with goosebumps because tell everybody about Carly.
1: Oh, she loved to shop, and she would drag my sister into stores, and she would try on things and go to the best places and just have a ball. She just loved to shop. And one thing you might not know, when I told my sister, she believed me, you know, and I, I I, I lost the search bar, though. Now, if I was with it, if I was a techie, I would have taken a picture of that search
0: bar. For sure. <laughs>
1: but eventually, it went away, which I, I'm disappointed about in myself, but now I know. <laughs> but I told my sister, well, she, my sister, as you know, would spend every night Googling everywhere to find Carly and find mediums and find, that's how she found you. And mm-hmm. she Googled, heaven looks a lot like the mall, And it happens to be a book that was written by a woman. I don't have the author, but you can Google it. And it's Mm -hmm. written about um, a young girl who had a near-death experience. And Irene purchased the book, and the girl was knocked on the head, I believe, in a basketball game. She was a basketball player, something like that, and um, Mm -hmm. her experience in the afterlife and her near-death experience. And later on, my sister told me that, when she read it, the very last chapter, one of the very last things that was written in the book, was a message from Carly to her, something only she would know and resonate with. So, not only did she tell me the truth about <laughs> heaven looks yeah. like, like, like <laughs> not like the mall, because she was enjoying herself, you know, in her, her new freedoms. Um, she, the book had a message from my sister also, and I, I, wow. um, I was floored by that, but. It's beautiful. That only- so
0: if I could interrupt for a second, I just want to sure. stress for all of you listening that we're talking to Judith Hancock, a trauma specialist, trauma and bereavement specialist, and she's made two really beautiful points already. First of all, she was guided to her current work by asking, please guide me, asking her higher power. And of course, that's called prayer. But so many people come to me as a psychic and say, what is my purpose? I don't know what my purpose in life is. And mm-hmm. and I just want to empower all of you to ask the source. (laughs) We need to ask the questions and then life flows. And there's Judy wanting to help her sister and connect with her niece across the veil. So she didn't just ask the question, she texted. This is like really putting your intention out there. Write it down, ask it, text it. I just think that's beautiful, Judy.
1: It was pretty awesome. And it is awesome. It's all awesome. And an amazing thing. And not much later, that Carly passed in February, and in the spring we planted a tree for her. And my husband had worked a long job in construction, was tired, came home. Uh, the tree arrived. He planted it himself. And in exhaustion on the back deck, he was sitting there. And Carly, in full light, he said, appeared to her him on the deck and just in a big smile and a big hug coming into him. And he was startled so much, he, he kind of freaked out, and then she disappeared. But she actually materialized in front of him. And that was an mm. amazing thing. And when we spoke to our friend who is a medium, she said, next time, just embrace her. She's just playing with energy. She's just uh, wanted to hug you, you know. that's She wanted to show yeah. you she's here, and she's here. Man,
0: and a big thank you for that tree. It's just awesome.
1: Oh, right. So some today, beautiful, magical stories of Cherry connection that we planted for her and my parents in our yard. So I thought that was pretty appropriate, too. Yeah.
0: I, I think if you'll just give me a second here, I want to tell a quick story and then I want to get back on track. But just to share sure. the, the magic, today's my message from my guide, Sanaya, was all about asking for miracles, looking for the miracles and just noticing the signs around us that show us we're part of something so much bigger without naming names. Yesterday, your sister Irene got together with her neighbors on each side of her house, three yeah. women on Right there, within there's one house in between on the left side, but three houses in a row, all three ladies' moms passed to the other side on the same date. Yeah. That's just phenomenal. Yeah. That that they ended up living together and they got together yesterday to talk about moms on the angel date. So anyway, just celebrating the magic there of how the universe speaks and and through signs like that. But let's get back to your... Let's, let's bring this down now to help those who are listening. You talk about um, helping loved ones heal from the trauma of bereavement and complicated grief. Would you please define that for us? What is complicated grief?
1: Grief, for all parents who have, uh, have children who transitioned, will know the depths of the sadness and the part of us that is in despair, that grief. It's complicated when we have other traumas in our life that we haven't resolved yet from early childhood on. And the event itself could be complicated in the fact of, say, a child transitions through um, a series like Carly having cancer and the hospitalizations and the infusions and all of the uh, the surgery and everything that went with it. And so every single step of the way it's like you're taking a tree and chopping it chopping it chopping it chopping it Mm -hmm. and in the nervous system if you consider the nervous system like this these vines that you're chopping it comes to a point they just break and the complications of having an early childhood trauma and i've dealt with people of course who've had everything from um, physical, mental, emotional, sexual abuses—all kinds of abuses—and if it's not healed in, in the lifetime, and trauma can be healed, so the point about complicated grief and grief—you said earlier—to um, to feel spiritual and feel uplifted, and to you know to be to be in that free-flowing place if we 're carrying grief or we 're carrying emotions it, it weighs us down post traumatic stress disorder is that disorder that does not go away so in natural traumas you know in life in natural disturbances you know when you when you drop a favorite pot and it breaks or you stub your toe and go ouch there 's this flood of emotion that flows through us from the brain stem, from the nervous system into the brain, and the amygdala, these two little almond-shaped gray matter on both sides of the brain that deal with these emotions and help release these emotions, when there is an overwhelming trauma, it's not processed. So say you stub your toe and you go, ouch, oh my God, you put words to it right away. So you're using the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. The left side has the language and the pictures and the communication part, the processing, the ability to process is with language. So you go, Ooh, oh, I, I have to be more careful. I have to move that table. I have to, you know, so you put words to it, and you're processing right, left, right, left, where you're integrating it and assimilating it and digesting the information because it's a disturbance and it passes Mm -hmm. when we have a trauma an overwhelming life situation there's this flood of emotion through the amygdala and it it is so hard and heavy it's not there are no words the energy just moves and and gets stuck and i i've termed it shock and lock it's a good way to remember trauma a post-traumatic stress disorder is something that's shocking that locks in It's not able to process. We're not able to talk about it or make sense of it. It just doesn't make any sense. So when we go for a walk, we're actually tapping both sides of our brain. That's called bilateral brain stimulation. So a lot of people go for a walk or go for a run when they're upset, and it helps to process both sides of the brain and integrate both sides of the brain. Now, in 30 days after a trauma, they call the 30-day period acute traumatic stress, where all the stresses and all the pictures are individual and they they keep repeating. But during those 30 days and during that period of time, whether it's a month or two or more, the brain is processing it, integrating it, and assimilating it, and that's the words that say time heals wounds. Well, time does not heal all wounds. That's a lie. That's a myth. Time heals a lot of wounds that are not traumatic stress and Mm. acute traumatic stress that turns into post-traumatic stress. So what I've learned, you know, in my work, and this is one thing that's really important that, to take away, most parents who have lost their child in this way, lost their physical presence, develop post-traumatic stress disorder and don't realize it. So now they have this complication of not only grief, but it's complicated grief, and it's grief that stays with them The rest of their life if they do not deal with the post-traumatic stress part and heal it ptsd is healable i learned techniques through gestalt therapy of using emotions and moving it in dramatic play and creative ways to move the emotion from one side of the brain to the other to put words to it and to process it um but the best technique I've learned is EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing it, because when you move the eyes back and forth from left to right or tap your legs from left to right, there's a ferret tapper that's an electronic tapper I have that is a, a, a physical stimulation that stimulates these, um, these little tappers that you hold right, left, right, left, so whatever way the therapist uses the EMDR the bilateral brain stimulation to access the trauma we are trained in a way it's a very specific way to use the protocol of EMDR to help heal the PTSD part the overwhelming trauma traumatic stress that needs to heal because if we don't then we're stuck we're shocked in the lock phase we're shocked in the acute phase, Mm -hmm. then the danger happens. We're our physical being, not only our mental and emotional, but then our physical being starts depleting and and danger happens when we can can have all kinds of illnesses happen from staying stuck in trauma and complicated grief. So it's really important to heal the PTSD because if we are here, we still have a purpose. And if we're stuck in the past and if we're stuck in the grief, and we forget who we are, we forget our purpose, and we just stay locked in this negative rotation. And it is a rotation. I learned after I was guided to EMDR, first yoga, gestalt, EMDR, then I was guided to energy psychology, which uses the meridian system, the energy system of the body, that also gets locked in shock. So it's like we're an electromagnetic field, the picture stays stuck. And like a broken record, you know, where there's a scratch in a record, the old, you know, I'm showing my age, the old 33 and 45 um, that has scratch in it. But mm. CDs get scratches also, right? Um, and so the music plays and then it goes, falls into yeah. a hole. And then it just repeats over and over and over and over. And that's what it is. The image, yeah. the feeling, wow. the thoughts, the negative thoughts all repeat over and over and we're stuck in a loop we're stuck in this past traumatic space that we're not supposed to stay stuck in and our children do not want us to be stuck in it they're Mm -hmm. telling us in every way shape and form um not to do that because we're we're still here we have a purpose we will see them again we're all going to go to the other side at some point so find our life purpose use what we have and don't stay stuck in it so I got stuck in a loop about a year after Carly passed, and I was stuck in the image. I kept getting the image of her her physical body because I went in to see her after she passed, and so that cold, you know, uh, physical body, that, that picture was stuck. And it was your book, Suzanne, uh, still right here, uh, when Irene mailed it to me, and it was... Kind of, again, late at night, and I, I said, I can't read the whole thing. Let me just read Carly's chapter. Yeah. Right? So, duh, I read the chapter and go through everything again that happened in her life and from the time she was a baby to the time she transitioned. Mm-hmm. And I'm crying hysterically uh, before I go to sleep. So what happened, mm. I think because I was in that emotional state, when I fell asleep, in the dream state... Our eyes are going back and forth, REM sleep it's called, right? Rapid eye movement. From mm-hmm, left sure. to right, left to right. Why do we dream? We dream to process information that's overwhelming or not understood or in, you know. in oh, the I never heard that Vision before. during the day, what, whatever it is, you know, when we have those dreams where we're flitting little pictures that flip by, we don't remember in the, middle, in the morning, but we've processed and we have a good night's sleep and we feel good. When we have these shock dreams, some people call nightmares or whatever you want to call them, you wake up with the picture. It's because it hasn't processed. So I didn't have either of those two types mm-hmm. of dreams that night. I didn't have the little flitting. It wasn't a nightmare. I had a vision. I had a, a visit. Carly came and visited. And that's okay, a Judy, different- we're going to
0: have Judy. Judy? Yes. We're yes. going to have to hear about that visit after the break because we've gone into a break now, but. I know I want to hear how Carly came to you. And then we want to get into some more healing techniques. Really enjoying this talk with Judith Hancock. Y'all come back after the break, okay? Thank you. Discover the Power Within Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World
1: When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to
0: unityonlineradio.org And click on donate to make a one time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Wisdom moment with Eric Butterworth. How much time is enough time? Ever thought about that? How much time is enough time? Time is not a quantity. It cannot really be measured. Oh, you say, but it can, I have a watch, but the watch is synthetic. There's no way to really measure time because time is a depth, it's an allness. You may say, but I only have an hour, I only have a day. And so all you do is admit to yourself and to others that you've encased yourself in a shell. And this time frame will always frustrate your creative flow. And time for you will be a matter of the clock ticking on but it's only where you are in consciousness. So it's time to slow down, to look up, to get a sense of the eternal. And this basically is the purpose of prayer.
1: To hear more talks from Eric Butterworth, visit truthunity.net. Get your copy of Unity Magazine this month and deepen your spiritual journey. Pastor Nadia Bolz-Weber talks about the need to make a holy shift. Carolyn Mace gets gutsy with God. Justine Willis-Toms dives into new dimensions, and Alberto Violdo shares an excerpt from his new book, Heart of the Shaman. Subscribe for one year and save $5 off the cover price and get the digital edition free. Go to unitymagazine.org and get a free trial issue today.
0: Find the truth within yourself that heals, reveals, guides, and transforms. Tune in to Rev. Galen McDowell every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms. Take a deep dive into the practical aspects of new thought teaching, starting with forgiveness, spiritual healing, prosperity, and more. Rev. McDowell welcomes some amazing guests, and topics can range from reincarnation to the Bible to science. Big plans to join the show here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816 251 3555. That's 816 251 3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody, and we are joined today by Judith Hancock's who is a grief and trauma specialist, and she has some wonderful tools, which we'll get more into in this second half of the show, but just before the break, Judy, you were sharing with us about how reading my book, Still Right Here, which featured your niece, Carly, who's passed to the other side, dug up a lot of the trauma that you went through at that time, a lot of memories, and you had a dream visit from Carly. So why don't you continue with that story?
1: Yes. So because I was emotional when I fell asleep, I believe, um, it was a strong energy pull. And when you're sleeping in the dream state, your eyes are moving back and forth, right to left, processing information. That's what we're doing when we're sleeping, and that's why it's important to have REM sleep and process information and when we wake up and don't remember our dreams that's fine because we've processed them Um, the dreams that we wake up it's because the right hemisphere has flagged emotion the left brain which is the logical reasoning side is trying to process with the right side so the eyes are moving back and forth taking information from both sides of the amygdala and processing it and digesting it. So when it's not, when it hits that wall because it has not been processed, then we get flagged with a nightmare or a power dream that's information we take to our therapist to understand what the dream meant. And I didn't have either one of those. I had a visit, a dream visit, where Carly actually came into the dream state. And because I had been upset, she showed me herself in just her beautiful long hair a big smile open arms i ran to her i hugged her and all i kept saying was but carly your body your body i was focused on her body and Mm -hmm. i was touching it and feeling it i said but you're alive i can feel you you know you're alive." she said oh aunt judy your body it's just like an old shoe I said, "Oh, shoe. Haven't heard that one." She said, "Yeah, gets smelly. You take it off. That's all." And okay. she laughed. You know, she just laughed. Oh, <laughs> I said, wow. oh, that's a new one. And so that helped me because I realized later it was because I had been stuck thinking of her body as cold and lifeless, and it's not. And she showed me that. So to move from the, the the shock and the lock and the grief and the drama of the trauma that keeps us stuck in that moment, in those moments of misery and despair. And no matter what we do, it's very hard to get out of that lock. So I recommend totally uh, looking up eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, EMDR, Mm -hmm. and even more, after Carly passed, my sister, in her research, she found a therapist in Seattle, Washington, who discovered a technique. She Actually, she reinvented a technique she discovered, and it was called Guided Afterlife Connections at the time. And mm-hmm. it was taking EMDR, a full day of EMDR and more for parents and others. It's, it's a bereavement therapy. It's a grief therapy. She changed it to call, she calls it now uh, Repair and Reattachment Grief Therapy. And so I went with my sister to Washington and I took the weekend course and I've been practicing it and it's an amazing full day of honoring your child, honoring your loved one, using um, the therapist we are a scribe really we are are a witness and we are honoring the loved one and the person who comes to us gives us all the information about their loved one from the moment they met from the moment they held their child in their arms to the moment they left their body and so we honor it we take all the memories and we write them down one to a hundred and one to a thousand whatever it is however long it takes it usually takes the whole morning into the afternoon. And then we have a break and about an hour, you know, have, take, take a break, have some food, and then we go back to do the work, which is targeting the worst trauma, the worst part of the memories that we're holding, that the person who comes to us is holding. And using bilateral brain stimulation with music, bilateral music, and tappers or I'm and eye movement, I use essential oils I've added to it because they have a very high frequency um, that helps lift your spirit. And it all works together to target that one memory and be able to break through it, break through the shock, break through the lock. And most people, 99% or more, have a connection in this very high state have a connection with their loved one. and it's You know, huge- Judy, I have, to,
0: I have to tell you, this is so funny because you're talking and talking and talking. People are probably saying, Suzanne isn't saying much, but every time you say something, I come up with a question and then you answer it. So there's nothing oh. to ask. You're just <laughs> answering everything that I want. What, you know, how, what kind of success rate? And then you say, you go right into it. But I, I want to tell you that somebody on Facebook commented, she said, um, PTSD is real and she talks about having her son transition and how she recently watched a movie, and she writes, I was not prepared for the trigger that suddenly opened my wounds of grief. And she's also experienced PTSD by simply the smell of fragrant flowers that brought her right back to the funeral. And so I know that many of you listening have your own triggers. So, uh, Judy, tell us, is this... Do you... mean.
1: How many people need to go get help? A hundred percent? I would say. I would yeah. say. I would say unless you're a realized master, unless okay. you have come. You know, I worked decades to be realized <laughs> and found out how human I was. When, when Oh, I love that. I and love so that. In my humanness and having had a, a, an injury last year that took me into a PTSD state, It's amazing how it opens up this Pandora's box. Yeah, I want
0: to interrupt you here, Judy, because now you're going into something else I was going to ask you. It's really funny how this is happening. But I was with Judy last year when she suffered a traumatic physical injury. We don't need to go into where or when and how it happened. But um, I saw you again this year, and you said you were off to therapy. And I'm like, therapy? Mm -hmm. Why are you going to therapy? You're a therapist. And -hmm. you made this beautiful point that, Just because you're a therapist, you can't necessarily heal yourself. So everybody, listen to that. And so if you're a therapist listening to this, go get help. But if you're not a therapist, all the more reason, right?
1: Right, right. I mean, all the skills I know, everything that I learned and practiced helped me. I'm not going to say it didn't help me. It kept me alive and centered and focused but the well that opened up and all the old things that came through that is pretty you know it is it's not humorous but it is in a sense where it's never ending that that pandora's box that opened up for me was a well and whatever i believe it's other places other times other lifetimes i don't know where when how but all the misery and and despair just welled and came up and a friend, the same friend, my, I have a, a, one of my closest friends, Nancy Weber, who is a, a medium herself, she said, Judy, do you think it's ever really going to end? And it was a big wake-up because and that was just a few weeks ago. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, living on planet Earth, it, it has its I'm, I'm beauty, gonna its I'm going to argue
0: with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate yes. with you here, though, because Somebody listening to that may feel, oh, my God, you mean I'm destined to a life of misery? And truly, I I know many people, myself included, who live a life of joy. Once we do get that perspective that we're not just humans living a life of misery. There are two aspects to us. So those are a whole (laughs) other set of tools that we can call on to just tap into our soul aspects and get perspective. But it is through these challenges that we do learn and grow and
1: discover the joy that's our birthright. That's the point. That's the point, because planet Earth has a polarity. There's, there, and if we stay centered and if we lift the trauma, if we lift this the big, dark gloom and doom that we're feeling and I experienced, once it starts lifting, then you're in a higher state of yourself, of body, mind, spirit. We need to be in balance. That's what it is. We, we need go. to be yes, in balance and stay focused on the truth. And staying focused on the truth, of who we really are and this is a temporary experience we're a spiritual being having a human experience and it involves the loss of life sometimes it involves accidents and injuries and it involves people who aren't as aware and people who are hurtful so but when we lift our energy and when we are in a higher frequency then we can be start begin this joyous Readventure of, you know, why we're here creating a life. We're here to create yeah. and have fun and explore and learn and grow. And this so is. So, uh,
0: yeah. Growing. I'm sorry for interrupting again, but I love that you use that word balance because uh, anybody who's suffering, if you're listening now and you're suffering, there's it's nothing wrong with you. You're simply out of balance, either body, mind, or spirit. And there's so many tools to help you get back in balance. So, Judy, say somebody's listening and they're hurting, they're out of balance, and they, they just uh, – two things I'd like you to address for the rest of the show. How, do, how does somebody find the, just the right person to help them with the therapy they need, and what can they do for themselves in between time? Yeah.
1: Number one, as far as taking care of yourself, uh, breathing, even six minutes of deep breathing can open up the amygdala and release the, the- – the darkness and the emotions that are stuck, but if we're mm-hmm. in a PTSD and we have PTSD, I would go to emdria.org, e-m-d-r-i-a.org, and you can search for a therapist in your area and search for someone who has experience. And you can get go to their website, go to and and check them out, interview them. Once you find a fit and resonate with the person, um, that's an experience that's well worth. The healing. I like to uh, my I developed this technique called Shi I call Xiomi. It's a it's an integration of energy psychology and I want to talk a minute about that because You bet. That's the meridians and the chakras and we have an energy system that gets stuck when we're traumatized. The meridians which are supposed to move through our body like rivers, flowing rivers, they can dam up and get stuck. They can go backwards. They can reverse. So this is tight.
0: incredible.
1: I'm mm-hmm. saying this because
0: Ty and I were just out for a, for a walk, a exercise walk, before this radio show, and he, he's my witness. I was making all these gestures with my hand, and I looked and I said, "I'm sorry," and he says, "I'm used to you by now." But I was getting this download about spirits, the life force flowing through us like a hose, and I was being shown. Own plugs in the hose
1: and there how we can
0: we just free them almost like blood clots you've got to free the, the blockages right but here right. you are talking about that same and, thing. and what's
1: it's worse crazy. is when it reverses and goes backwards then it's very negative state very negative state and it grows it can grow and magnetize backwards so pressure points Uh, Energy psychology taught me pressure points, and I I delved into evolving thought field therapy. There's thought field therapy. There's TFT. There's all kinds of um, tapping techniques. But Fred Gallo, I recommend his homemade book for you know the everyday person energy psychology energy tapping Um, it gives every single disorder and disturbance and how to tap the right pressure points to help move it and integrate it so Essential oils. I use Young Living, and I'm going to say because of their, I know where they come from. And any company you research, make sure you go to the farm, see the distillery, and learn that they're using organic products and they're they're not uh, chemical at all. And so they lift your spirit. They help. They're the holy oils from the Bible. The essential uh, anointing with oil. So when you combine that with the tapping and the Positive energy flow and heal the trauma. My little, uh, I have a little book I wrote for my clients called "Energy ECM Energy Centering Meditations," and it mm. gives six pressure points and meditations that go with it. And those six pressure points that you t- you hold or tap, and I guide you to it with a uh, a CD with bilateral music that's on it. I have two of them, and so they. Free up every meridian, all the 12 meridians, all the 6, 7, 8 chakras. They just free up everything to move beautifully. Where do we find those? um, Through my website, shiome.com, S-H-I-O-M-E.com. And I have a website, judithhancocks.com, that's strictly for bereavement um, and grief therapy, which explains repair and reattachment grief therapy. Uh, regression therapy, I trained in Brian Weiss's past life regression, but I I don't call it past life anymore, I just call it regression and progression, because wherever these lives are, wherever we are and have been, we are a soul that is ancient, so we we have a lot of experiences, and when we have trauma, electromagnetically, it does come with us, so it can be healed now, we do not Mm -hmm. have to spend another day holding the trauma you know our our children are here yeah. we we're not going to see them physically un- again but we can connect with them spiritually and whether it's in a dream whether it's connecting in reality here now in in repair and reattachment grief therapy in meditation in many ways of just feeling them in the silence yeah. in the I love the i love that
0: what you just said there it's just so filled with hope this show is messages of hope and and you said it earlier in the program time does not heal all wounds we can heal ourselves and we are given beautiful healers in this world who are specialists such as the emdr and i want to give that site again emdria.org to find a reputable healer i've had emdr therapy and it's fantastic Uh, PTSD is healable again very hope-filled I know that some of you listening are in the deepest darkest place you've never expected to find yourself in and I can tell you Judy can tell you that uh, our dear friend Irene her sister my friend was
1: Mm. ready
0: to cash it in and she's now one of the most joyous people I know Uh, and here's what's important
1: to know when we're in this grieving state When our energy is stuck or reversed, we're not going to be able to as easily connect with our loved one. What we want to do the most, it's going to prevent that. So when we heal the PTSD, when we heal the trauma and lift this darkness from us, we're more able to connect with them and feel them in reality.
0: That is so huge and have been shown by those across the veil that we have to settle the waters
1: to see through
0: like that reflective surface of the water. So work on yourself first. You want to get that connection across the veil, work on healing, healing, healing. It's that what you feel you can heal. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned that's such an easy thing, six minutes of deep breathing. And there's something else that I took off your website. Drinking more water. Just Drinking the other day water. I said to Ty, I'm so irritable and I'm so tired I could just lie down here on the road and not move anymore. And I realized I'd hardly had anything to drink all day. Came down, came back, drank about 20 ounces of water and within 5-10 minutes felt like a new person. This this pop in my awareness and my Absolutely. focus.
1: When we learn in energy psychology, we do muscle testing in evolving thought field therapy and we muscle test to see where the energy stuck. So we're not guessing or thinking, you know, just, just pulling it out of a hat. No, your body will tell you there is sadness stuck in the liver meridian or in the thyroid meridian and your body will say yes. And then we can use the treatment points to clear that meridian, that thyroid meridian, and we know exactly where to go. So... Essential um, minerals: potassium, magnesium, calcium. Everyone needs those three and more. But there the, those again, which ones? Magnesium, calcium, and potassium, and mm-hmm. liquid essential minerals. Thirty-two or more. There's a. There are. Um, I'll send you later. I have to find um, the, the the one that I have. But liquid essential minerals. Your body, every cell in your body, needs it. So water, minerals, good nutrition, all of this, all of this helps you stay in balance. And if we're out of balance, then we're not going to be able to heal.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's see. We talked about EMDR and essential oils.
1: Energy psychology.
0: Energy psychology. I'm really interested in that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So what else have we not talked about that listeners need to know?
1: Any questions come in?
0: No, we don't usually take questions because okay. we're going to talk straight through. But you you talk about your work honoring the healing process and developing a safe space to heal. Right. Talk right. about those two
1: things. Well, the very beginning of therapy is about feeling safe because we cannot move forward into a dark place unless we have a safe and sacred space to do it in, where we feel empowered. I, you know, there's there's one pressure point that everyone can do it right now if you take your right hand and put it over your heart like you're pledging allegiance. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I even made up this cute little pledge allegiance. If you take this pressure point on the right side of on the left side of your chest over your heart and if you feel around, when you're stuck, when you're negative, when you're traumatized, it's usually sore and they call mm-hmm. it a sore spot. And if you rub it up to your left shoulder and down, up to your left shoulder and down, it starts stimulating your heart and your blood flow, stimulating your lymph system, and then your energy system starts moving. That's one powerful place to just rub in little circular movements, not hard, just soft, and I Mm -hmm. say, I pledge allegiance to my higher self and to the union of all souls in all universes and to the uniqueness we each represent, one creative frequency within the all of divinity with unconditional loving awareness for all.
0: I love that.
1: I love that. Put. I
0: love that. And those of you listening live, come back in a couple hours and listen to this in the archive. Fast forward to five minutes to the end of the from the end of the program, and you can write that down. I love it. Wow. And so
1: there are other pressure points under the kidney, under the collarbone. There's two kidney points we can hold that access the brain and the third eye. So if you hold those little points a couple inches below your collarbone on both sides, take two Mm -hmm. fingers. I'm doing it. And just take a deep breath. We're asking to harmonize ourself with our higher self. Help us stay centered in peace and strength. Help us stay balanced and centered in the truth. Why does that work? Well, it accesses the third eye and the brain and help us centers our brain and helps us stay peaceful.
0: Certainly feels good as we do it, so experiences sure. the, the, the personal best experience best. is proof in the pudding, huh?
1: Yeah. And I have four more points. I don't know if I have time for that.
0: Yeah, we but, do. Go for it.
1: Okay. On the side of the hands, if we hold two points on the side of the hands opposite the thumb... On the, other, on the side of the hands by the pinkies, right, right in the mm-hmm. middle. Just hold those points. It accesses the small intestine treatment point. And that small intestine kind of has undigested thoughts, just like undigested food in the energy world is undigested thoughts and thoughts we kind of hold on to and hang on to. And when we hold this point, we can say, help me release. I am releasing all negative thoughts. Images and feelings help me release all negative thoughts, images, and feelings. I'm exhaling and sending them into the sun. Just see them burn away, vaporize. And I'm replacing them with the truth. Think about a star over your head with your name on it, your higher self, all the power connected to the source of all power. And breathe it in. Open up the crown chakra. Just breathe it in. I am enlightening every cell of my body, every cell of my body. I am enlightening every cell of my body with the truth, who I really am. And as we breathe in that light, let the solar plexus in the center lighten up and send that light through every cell of the body in all directions, outside the body. Let all that energy just burn away the darkness of the auric field. And enlighten the whole field, behind us, before us, above us, below us, all around us with this big ball of light. I am the light. I'm releasing all darkness and replacing it with light. Beautiful. And then the next point, we can actually stand up, take a stretch, tighten all the muscles in our body. And then exhale and put one hand on the belly button, the navel, and mm-hmm. the, the palm of the hand on the base of the spine, the other. So it's like mm. a final twist we're going to do. And feel like a tree rooted in the earth. As we say, thank you, Mother Earth, for creating this body with your elements and giving us all the nutrition and nourishment we need to keep it healthy and strong. Thank you. Please help us be unconditionally loving all the time. Please forgive us for, getting, for forgetting who we are and help us be more unconditionally loving at every moment. And take another stretch, tighten all the muscles in the body, exhale and switch hands. So the opposite hand, the palm of the hand on the base of the spine, the other is on the navel standing up straight, and
0: we are just about straight. out of time Judy okay so these are in your book that we can
1: They're find at giomi.com I do have a pdf I can share and I'll send to you so people can get it who are on helping parents heal It's in I'll their put article. it on the
0: radio show page of my website thank you so much for joining us I love the tools that you shared with us today and the hope that you filled us with we can be healed when we take positive action my wow. love to all of you thanks Judy Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio,
1: the voice of an awakening world.